You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. Back for another edition of In the Huddle, Baldy Man. I, I got to start with this Raiders thing. Yep. What a mess. I yeah, mean, a mess. I mean, you 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 think you're getting the right guy in Josh McDaniels, uh, Baldy? You may have more insight into this. I heard they had a, a meeting with Mark Davis, the owner, maybe last week. There was a heated exchange. Then you find out, you know, after you go lose on Monday night, they fire the the GM and the coach late overnight, basically. All right, so how does Mark Davis go about this now? Where where does he go, and how do you turn this thing around? And by the way, I feel bad for guys that are balling out and kicking butt like Max Crosby on that team. Guys that are, you know, Devontae Adams, super frustrated. Yes. But, but where do they go? Well, you know, I thought um, I thought the fact that, you know, they got crushed by Detroit in Detroit, where, you know, Detroit seems to be doing everything right. They've got their coach and Dan Campbell. They found their quarterback in Jared Goff. He lines up every week. They've been nothing but drafting good young players and developing them. And, and they're, that's what the Raiders were supposed to be doing, Carl. And here's the Detroit Lions just taking them apart. And their hand-appointed quarterback, remember last year they sent Derek Carr packing before the season ended, which I'd never seen before. Sure. You know, get out of the building, get, you know, go find another team. And they handpicked Jimmy Garoppolo, which was it's been a disaster. He's played as poorly as any quarterback in this league. And so I just thought the contrast for Mark Davis, looking at what the Lions are building, which is considerable, versus what his team is, and then the body language and everything else. Um, like, I, I thought they had a clean house. But where do they go, Carl? Like, I, I don't know what Antonio Pierce is going to be. I, I played for a coach that got fired with the interim head coach. Like, you might get a little pop. And I'm not saying Antonio Pierce can or cannot do it. But, you know, the Raiders did this before, you know, and they they hired Richard Bisaccia when Gruden got let go. And he seemed to kind of right the ship and steady the group, and they liked him. And then they blew everybody up. I mean, I think they got to start literally square one. And, you know, I'm, I understood that they had assets that they could have sold off, uh, you know, on the 31st. But they were so busy doing all of this, you know, and, you know, taking cleaning the front office out, cleaning – you know, the coaching staff out, Mick Lombardi, you know, along with uh, Josh, that they, they really couldn't take any phone calls. That's that's kind of what I heard. But I think they've got to, like, they've, they've got to, like, literally start square one, uh, you know, with, with a new coach and a quarterback, you know, and, and really, I mean, coach and Caleb Williams, if that was it. But I just can't see them turning this thing around right now with Antonio and anything else that they're doing. And, you know, again, I know Max loves being a Raider. 
you know, you think about trading assets and, and maybe acquiring more picks. They, you said it, they, they didn't do that. Let's talk about the trade deadline and tell me what you thought about the moves that were made. Commanders trade away, guys, that they spent high draft capital on and Chase and Montez Sweat. Obviously, those guys are sitting right there. Tell me what you thought about the trade deadline moves. I I didn't have any problem with what they did with Chase because they, they they had to, if they were going to keep him, they're going to have to give him a contract like they gave Deron Payne mm. last year. And they gave Deron Payne a contract. He had a good year. Um, you know, it's $100 million going right for these guys plus. And so I thought they would have a hard time holding on to Chase. And because he hasn't played great since his rookie year, he's, he's playing a little bit better right now. The last couple of weeks, he's come on. Um, I think it's going to be a good spot for him in San Francisco. They need a guy right now. They're not playing well up front. I think he could give them some pop. They have a good defensive line coach and, you know, Kacerik. So I think that's going to help them. I just didn't understand losing Montez Sweat. I mean, you go into the draft this year, you're not like the chances of Montez Sweat being there in this draft. And I haven't studied it, you know, Carl, so I'm not positive. But Montez Sweat is a really good player. He stays healthy. He's big. You talk to guys like Lane Johnson, guys have to play against him. He's a handful. He plays the game the right way. Like that's a to lose Montez and you get a second round pick for him. I, you're not gonna you're not gonna spend a second round pick and find Montez Sweat. Now you could say, okay, we got to build up the offense line. We've got to fix other issues. You know, we might have to go find a quarterback. You know, so they're just preparing for kind of a rebuild. But I thought that was that was tough to lose Montez. And look, Chicago, I don't know what Chicago is doing exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, last year, Jaquan Brisker, the safety, the rookie safety, led him in sacks. This year, T.J. Edwards, their middle linebacker, leads him in sacks with two. Like, they don't have a pass rush, you know, animal out there. They just don't have that guy. Montez Sweat could be a cornerstone, you know, if, if they keep this regime and they stay the course. He uh, is a kid that uh, is, I say kid, he's a guy that's from Atlanta, mm. uh, wanted to come back to Atlanta. And Baldy, I was talking to his people this week in his camp. And, you know, last Sunday I was up at the, the Titans Atlanta game and I get a call from one of his guys saying everything is true. Falcons are all in. They're trying to get a deal done. Mm. And then we find out <laughs> trade deadline day, which was Tuesday, that the Bears swept in and offered a better deal. And additional picks, obviously, you know, the pick was higher. And so the, they made the, the commanders made that deal instead of going and, and allowing him to be traded to the Falcons. But it was this close. And to your point, trying to upgrade your D line, something Atlanta needs to do. But yeah, the Chicago thing, I'm not sure what, what that's going to look like. And I agree with you. I mean, you, you've upgraded from a, a talent standpoint. There's no doubt. Baldy, uh, I got to ask you, too, as we talk about changes that have happened around the NFL, before we get into some of the games, guys, yeah. what's your breakdown on Will Levis? Why did he have so much success last week in his first NFL start? Did you watch? I know you did. You watch them all. But did you see something specific that allowed him to have that kind of success? I don't think anybody thought that was going to happen. No. Um, look, I remember when Will went to the combine in Indianapolis this year and, you know, they, you know, whoever are sideline reporters interviewing him, you know, it's quarterback day, which is the biggest day at the combine. And he said he came there to show off his cannon, which is his <laughs> right arm. And that's what he did on Sunday. He showed off his cannon. Now that being said, you know, Derrick Henry had a good day, ran for over hundred yards. Um, uh, Spears had a good Tajay Spears, the rookie out of Tulane had a good day. Look good. They ran the ball real well. Probably as good as they've run it in a while. 
So then you get the big shot down the field against A.J. Terrell, you know, to D-hop. Now, I don't know if there was a push-off, but, you know, he, he gave a chance to go get that ball. I thought that started his thing. But he saw the field very well off his play-action passes, um, and, and he didn't make any mistakes. Didn't put the ball on the ground. The Falcons didn't particularly really harass him very much because they were off balance with the run game. But I got to tell you, Carl, the last throw to Nick Westbrook at Kine, like I'm not making any comparisons here, okay? I'm not being crazy. But John Elway used to have this rollout to his right and throw across the field at Mahad to Rod Smith or Shannon Sharp, whoever. Right. And the thing was just a cannon. It just went across the field. Nobody had an arm like Elway. And he threw that last touchdown pass to Westbrook at Kine, and it reminded me of Elway. Mm. Like that throw, roll to your right, set your feet, and just unleash it and let you know the receiver go get it against double coverage. That was a big time throw. It was you know, he hit the shallow cross to, to DeAndre and he hit the go ball to DeAndre, got behind the defense. Like, look, not everybody can I, I see guys miss these go balls, including Desmond in Atlanta, all the time. Yep. He hit three of his. He hit three go balls. Now he also missed three, but the, the fact is they kept attacking. And they just that's his game. The yeah. deep ball is his game. And if you're running it the way they were running it, like it, it's going to open some things up. And it was just a perfect storm. Yeah, kid looked really good, man. I I uh, I, I was very impressed.